to yeah, but what's really going on? Where we scratch the surface of what we're saying and thinking to offer some insight into what's really going on. My name's Sarah, and as a transformational coach, I've seen the true magic of inner well-being, despite the human ability to convince otherwise. And I'm Martin, and I've been in the corporate world for 27 years, and I've always been interested in the people aspect of corporate life. I recently obtained a master's degree in workplace health and well-being, and I'm keen to explore the world of people further. So join us each week as we take a real subject that's popped up for us, and with an alternative take, get curious about what's really going on for all of us. I thought we'd have a little bit of a, a chat about what gets in the way. Yes, you mentioned this the other day, didn't you? Yeah, and this came off the back of me publishing a book, finishing my writing course Yes, that I've been doing for eight weeks. And the final exercise is to publish what's called a chapbook, which is like a mini version of a, of a novel. When I went to pick it up at the printers, I was so delighted by the, the book and the fact that I'd done it and a massive achievement. I think the guy that handed it over to me, had he have not been wearing a mask and social distancing, I think I would have hugged him. <laughs> <laughs> It got me thinking on the way home, what gets in our way of achieving things like this? Why don't we just go out there and do? Well, let me ask you this to start with. Was this writing this book, was it all plain sailing or did some things get in the way during the writing and printing and publishing of the book? It was really interesting because... I didn't have the end product in mind while I was doing the writing. Found out from people who had done the course before me that that's what you do at the end of the course. You produce this book. Yeah. But throughout the whole of the writing classes, and I didn't have ever have the end product in mind. And then when I put the end product in mind in the last week, and I had a big flip chart paper up on the wall, and I was planning on what stories to include in it and coming up with a name and a forward and all of that yeah there was some hurdles to jump over and it was quite challenging and it got me then overthinking because if you've ever written back anything that sorry if you've ever read back anything that you've written you always overthink it yeah you talked about barriers then however big or small they were what give us a couple of examples of things that got in the way i think the big thing that got in the way was me Makes and, sense. and I think that's probably what I'm getting at here is that we get in our own way with these things. Yeah. When I was reading back some of the stuff, I was like, oh, it doesn't sound smart enough and it doesn't sound clever enough. Other people are going to be doing better than me. The colour on my front cover isn't blue enough. And... So you were worried about what everyone else was going to think about your book Yeah. In some, at some point. Yeah, I was. I was also trying to be good and trying to be clever and trying to be smart and trying to be trying to be a writer when I realized that I was already a writer and all I had to do was do what I was doing and just take me out of the way yeah in the nicest possible way 
it's it's like running. You know, people go, I'm, I, I'm not a runner. I just run 5K two or three times a week. You only have to run once a week for like 200 yards down the street. And if you're moving quicker than a walk, you're running. Big mm. guy, it's not proper running though. Like, it's running. It, and we get so hung up on entry levels for these sorts of things. You know, people say, if you said to somebody, like if you were to say somebody, I'm a writer, they go, oh, how many novels have you written? Or yeah. how many books have you had out? Blah, blah, blah. And, and it might be that you say, no, I just love writing. Mm. It's part of what I do. It, it brings me alive and all that sort of stuff. And I know from having seen you over the past eight, nine weeks with this writing course, I can't think of something that you've done other than be a wife and a, a mum that has lit you up more, I don't think. Mm. And yet, and in anything that what we do, if you suddenly think, oh, well, I'm not a runner if I can't run a marathon. Yeah. You know, marathon being like these kind of pinnacle blue ribboned events in running, or I can't mm. run a half marathon, or I can't do this, or I can't do that. If we just realised that when we were a kid and the first time we got a pen or a crayon or whatever it was or a pencil and wrote something on a piece of paper, you're a writer. Mm. But we get hung up on these definitions and they're driven by external validation, as I would call it. I'm not really a writer because I haven't written a novel. Mm. But one of the things that I've learned throughout this writing course is authentic voice, finding the truth in how you speak and how you describe experience and Jules who's who's my writing teacher calls it creative genius creative genius comes through you and it's through you in lots of things other than writing that I can see because I started the writing course and I wanted to be a better writer whereas it made me a better person I think because all of a sudden I was finding I didn't know what I was going to say. I was surprised by what showed up on the page when I had nothing on my mind. And I wasn't trying. I wasn't putting me in the way of that creative genius coming through. I wasn't attempting it with an end in mind. So I didn't sit down and say, I must write about my bad childhood. I must write about an experience I had in school when I was bullied. I must write about my fertility issue i must write about my marriage i must ma write about yeah my i must write about something provocative in order yes. to try and capture somebody's attention and and that is the really thing that i've seen that massively helped it's almost like flipping it on its head and that's why i said i didn't have the end product in mind yeah i was just writing and by doing that I was almost getting out of my own way. Yeah. Not overthinking the words that were coming through me, just allowing them to happen. If we're honest with ourselves, 99% of the time, it will be ourselves getting in the way of achieving what we want to achieve. Mm. And when I say achieve, I don't mean like high levels of achievement. I mean, mm. writing a... A chapter of a book you know running a few miles like that you know inevitably like our physical bodies are like i'm all right with it and your brain's going no, no, no. not not on the thing that you've constantly said throughout that eight week course that you did 
it's got nothing to do with inspiration and everything to do with showing up each day and writing something yeah. but not worrying and mm -hmm. I guess worry is a thing that gets in the way for us. Yeah, you know, we're yeah, worried how it's going to turn out. Are we going to mm -hmm. write anything good today? And and you constantly said to me, it is about writing. It is not about what whether whether what you write is good or not good. Mm -hmm. It does not matter. And as a result, if you show up every day and write, you will become a better writer as opposed to, mm -hmm. oh, I wrote about this event in my life. And, you know, with all due respect, you know, you write about being bullied big deal like there are millions of other people who've had that thing happen to you and yeah. so when you strip back all of that sort of stuff and just go I'm here to write but because it's my perspective and it's coming from me it will always be unique and it will always be original and that's what makes it different nobody shows that like you or like me nobody show will be able to show my experience yeah like I can through my own words you're absolutely spot on it's like you you can probably search the internet about bullying in the workplace bullying at school dysfunctional families mm -hmm. even some of the most horrible things that happen to people but when you are writing it in a way that you are showing it through your own words using your own deep voice and coming from your own experience then it's it's magical, but you do it in such a way that you follow the process of, 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 what, of what I learned in the writing course and it will happen. But if you put yourself in the way and think, oh, I have to sound good or I have to sound smart, it's never going to be that way. It's almost like mm. drop the ego, drop the, the fact that it's anything, about, it's anything to do with you because it's not, and just write. And to use your analogy about running, just drop the ego, realise that it's got absolutely yeah. nothing to do with you. No heart rate monitor, no funky watch, no snazzy, snazzy gear. gear, no head torch, no 250 quid pair of trainers is going to make you run. You are going to you are going to make you run. You are going to yeah. one foot in front of the other. And that's all the mass. And I think with anything, it's showing up on one foot in front of the yeah. other. I do think that us getting in the way of ourselves is incredibly strongly linked. Um, I, I might dare to say inextricably linked to letting go of things or failing to let go of things in the same way, because just the, just the ability um, to do that. Good example. There's that guy, and we've seen him a couple of times, who goes out running. He was wearing cotton t-shirt with a gigantic hole in the shoulder he's got a pair of shoes on that aren't really running shoes he's got a pair of white toweling socks on and he's got a pair of shorts like i would use to ride a bike or go for a walk in the forest and he's running he does not care whether he's got the right gear on or that he's running because he wants to run yeah and you know who can take that away from you in that sort of situation and you're absolutely right do get to that point where you think oh i'm not sure if i should go out for a run today you know my trainers you know i probably need some new trainers because you know they've yeah. i've worn them for a few hundred miles and blah 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 i'm just getting the way in in the same way that i get in my way about what you know things that i want to achieve at work I start to think oh what would so and so think of this what would my boss think of this what will yeah. my peer group think of this what would the the audience that i'm planning to 
give this presentation to in four weeks, what are they going to think about it? It's kind of like, you'll find out when you give the presentation. I do think I'm making strides in some areas with it. There was a a call that we did last week and, and I was kind of facilitating the call. We were running over and people, people on the WhatsApp group who were going, you know, how are we doing for time? And I was like, rubbish, but that's on me because it, it really it didn't matter about the time. It mattered as to whether people were listening and whether they were engaged in the content. And when we ran over five or 10 minutes on a 45 minute call, which technically speaking is a lot, but the amount of positive feedback we got about the call said to me, doesn't matter whether it's 45 minutes or 55 minutes, mm. it does not matter. It could have been an hour and 15 minutes, but if you get the feedback that it was brilliant, mm. then it's not about the it's not about the time, it's about the content and it's how people engage with it. We all lose sight of that so often because we allow our thinking to get in the way. Mm. And if we just let go of expectation, ego, or, or our perception and what other people are going to say about it because they haven't even said anything because you haven't, you haven't sent it to them. It's so critical and yet we humans find it so, so difficult to do. I like what you said there about it's not about time, it's about content. What I heard in that, because you know me about time, time is an illusion. <laughs> <laughs> and, and what I heard in that was that it's about showing up and following the process of life. Everything else is just noise. If you show up and start and, and follow the process of showing up, which means you just show up to anything that shows up while you're following the process of showing up, yeah. then anything else is just outside static and just noise and just, you don't even need to have purpose, I don't think, which is probably a the bold statement bold statement bloody bold but i like what jules said about purpose that she is her own purpose we are all our own purpose i really yeah. like that and it, it made me really ponder that because just by showing up we can be purpose we can just be true to who we are because the minute we start putting a time constraint in it we're like, oh, well, it wasn't like in like a run. Oh, it wasn't like that last week. And I need to get to a goal of like 50K a week and I'm not getting there and I'm tired today. So I might as well just punch myself in the face because I only ran 8K rather than seven, or I ran 7K rather than eight. And and it's when you, when you start putting that time element into it and and I did it with the with the writing. And one of the things I, I did at the beginning was we had to read out a piece of work after we'd been given the exercise. Our writing teacher had, had shared with us about somebody else who did the course who had a big ego and they said, rather than choosing which one you're going to read out, the piece that I write at the day of class is the piece I'm going to read out. Okay. I really like that because it's taking that ego out of the way. Yeah. Because it's not about you. It's not about whether... Monday's piece is better than Wednesday's piece or the piece that I write on Thursday is the piece I'm going to read out in class. End of story. And I consistently did that throughout the whole of um, the course. Now, you could argue that the more you write, the, the more comfortable you are with the process. So as you go through the week, then the last piece is obviously going to be the, 
the best in inverted commas, but yeah. all I consistently did was show up to a blank page. Yeah. With all of the nerves and all of the angst and all of the, oh my God, I wonder what's going to come out. But I showed up to a blank page. A thought popped into my head then, which was, when we allow things to get in the way, we actually get away from who we really are mm -hmm. when we do that. Oh. Because if you're constantly worried, concerned with the potential impact of feedback from things outside of your remit, and by that I mean you, you are meeting the needs of others in a way that you don't realise is taking you away from who you are. So you spend all of your time going, oh, if I just write it in this way, it will appeal to these 10 people over here. And if I just tweet this, and if I write it in a way that I think will be good for them, then they'll like it. You will feel something close to empty if you do that, because the more you write those things and please other people, unsurprisingly, the less you please yourself. And it's a tricky one because we want to be liked. We want to be respected. We want to be known for doing good work. This is probably a moral compass thing where you say, yeah, yeah, I, I get why you would want me to write it in that way, but that's not me. And, and people struggle at work in, in a corporate environment with saying, that's, that's, that's not me. And that's the reason why so many presentations at work are so similar, because work culture, companies have work, have cultures. And funnily enough, you know, decks look the same. But interestingly, the one thing that sets them apart is the way in which somebody presents them. Yeah. And that says everything to me about how much we need to treasure and cherish who we are as individuals. If we do that in a way that says, I'm flexible about where it might take me, I'm not budging from who I am, values, character, whatever you want to call it. Otherwise, I'm gonna I'm gonna do stuff and I'm gonna get praised for it. And I think, oh, that's good. Maybe I'll write it a bit slightly more differently from the way I would write it. Before you know it, you've got no idea who you are. And that's where I got to 10, 15 years ago, writing all this stuff down. And I don't believe a word of it. I can't get excited and energized about presenting it because it's not me i like what you've said then because it's almost like we're, sh we're showing up to our own blank page and i really like that thought that and, and i know it, it excites me because you know i'm going to say something now that i've been really keen on exploring recently is the whole idea about thinking for yourself mm. The ability. It sounds daft. <laughs> no, to, to, <laughs> it sounds. But it is. It, it's the ability, or the ability, not the ability, the permission that we all should offer ourselves yeah. to think our thoughts are our own. Yes. When I say our thoughts, it's like we 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 live a life through our own experiences. Thought is this like wonderful energy that comes through us, and then we. We, we, we use that energy to create our experience yeah. and thinking for ourselves. It's like, 
why would we adopt somebody else's set of criteria? Why would we write with somebody yeah. else's pen? Why would we look at somebody else's blank page? Why would we add that extra layer of angst to it? And no wonder you've got a lot of people not living their best life or living, yeah. whatever you want to call it, authentic, genuine, from the heart, truth. You'll know when you're talking with your true voice. Yeah. And I've got my own feeling for that and everybody else should have their own feeling. But, but, but you'll know. Why don't we think for ourselves? I can say, you know, going back in the day when I was attempting to climb the corporate ladder at work and you just don't realise it at the time. You just Everything you're doing, like the way you dress, the way you speak, the way you write, presentations the way you have conversations all the time that you're doing that that you're not thinking for yourself and if somebody came to you and said hey i've noticed that you haven't been thinking for yourself for the last month i think most of us would would say something along the lines of of course i'm thinking for myself we're, we're, you know whether it's because we're not big on self-awareness or whether it's because we're spending way too much time pleasing everybody else with what we're doing and thinking that's going to make us happy and it never does but having the ability to let go of that stuff prevents things from getting in the way because that shit's heavy man I mean, <laughs> it really is that shit is heavy of course. because the less you move away as you call it from your real self whatever you, I mean, core whatever thing, you want to call yeah. it you're not using your innate magic your innate wonder of what, what you are that universal magic that you've got and becomes heavy to use a quote of yours to live a life that's not yours yeah you carry end up carrying around a lot of baggage and it's when almost... you do that. And it's everyone else's baggage. It's not yours. But you don't realise it. But it's almost like saying, you don't matter. Yeah. You don't matter to yourself. You don't matter. Your voice doesn't matter. You don't matter. value yourself above anyone else, and you should. And it's not selfish to do that. You matter. Yeah. Your voice matters. The way in which you think and feel and B matters because deep down regardless about what you might be scaring yourself silly with you're enough as you are why do we relentlessly chuck loads of stuff in the way to make that matterness I'm making up words now matter mm -hmm. that matterness enough telling anybody and sitting down and facing them to say tell me what you think because that matters it's like what do you mean what, what, i can just say what i think well, yeah crack on because what you what you think matters and when you say what you think if that's just a filtered version of what you think the other person wants to yeah, hear well, just want to... you are no longer you yeah. and I, I remember years ago something in a podcast I remember them saying, you're, you're, you've got to remember that you're one of one. Mm. And that's not a, a bold, arrogant claim. It's, 
there's nobody else who was born in Yorkshire in 1972 who's got, you know, a face and hair and a body size like mine. They haven't. We seem so happy to give up gigantic chunks of ourselves in pursuit of things that don't serve us. And, you know, you call it pursuing an outside in versus an inside out life. For me, it's it's external validation versus internal validation. Yeah. yeah. The minute you compromise on your viewpoint because you think it's going to impress a senior manager is the moment that you're no, you're no different to everybody else. You're just another person meandering to the needs of a manager or an organisation or anyone in that sense. And you're not bringing through originality. It's saddening to think that so many of us do that. The good news is, starting right now, you can make a stand. From now on, I'm going to be more honest with people, because if I am, that means I'm being more honest with myself. I got a question in a meeting only last Friday. So are you still confident that we're going to get to that number by, by the half year? And I said, no. And I'm glad I said it so quickly because that was absolutely what I was thinking. And I'm not saying I do all this time and I'm somehow this perfect specimen about to do it. There have been plenty of times where I've done my old favourite. I've said the word yes three times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The minute somebody <laughs> says yes three times, they are lying. I'm glad I've thought of that example because it's those kinds of really simple examples that spur me on to think I didn't worry about what their response was yeah it just felt right to me I was thinking for myself confidence does doesn't come from response of others and confidence definitely doesn't come from numbers and confidence doesn't come from external factors either. It's just another feeling in the myriad of feelings that we all have. And confidence is a way, if it's like either less confident or more confident, is another way of just putting something else in the way of being. It's like, well, I can't do this because I'm not confident enough. Yeah. I can't do this because there's somebody more confident than me. If, if we're all one of one, which we are, it's all very it's also very important in the way that I see it to realise that we're part of a bigger picture. The universe will keep turning way longer after we've gone. Yeah. And it's turned way, way before we were around. And to pick up on something that you said, if we've got such a short amount of time on this planet. And having the experience that, is, that we're having, the change moment to moment, instant to instant. Wouldn't it be a shame if we passed up on the choice of having a creatively fulfilling life? Yeah. And also as well, it, wouldn't it be a shame if we were experiencing a creatively fulfilling life, but were too busy up in our heads to notice it? Yeah. I would offer a, an alternative perspective to a couple of things that you said. One was, like, numbers are not important. I'd say just remember that you're one of one. If you need to remember one number, it's one. You're one of one, right? Because it's, it's quite easy as well to remember the number one, because it's the first number. Technically, after zero, shut up, zero. I'm not having it. Um, and then the other bit... Are you dissing zero? Yeah, I'm dissing zero. 
the other bit, when you said there's a big old world out there and, you know, as one human being of seven and a half, eight billion on the planet, we are virtual nobodies. But I wouldn't want anybody to to think that because they're one of seven and a half, eight billion people on the planet, that they're not worth anything, that they're, they're just a mere blip on the horizon. They are absolutely worth something and they are um, valuable. But it's about recognising that you're valuable to yourself. And by doing that, you will inevitably make yourself valuable to others because they'll go, I like this person because they f- I feel that they're really genuine and what they say is representative of who they are. Because we've all been, let's face it, you've been in the corporate world pretty much as long as I have. We've all seen those people who turn up at meetings and you go, oh, Christ, what a load of old bollocks they're talking about. <laughs> I knew they'd say this because they come on and they say these rehearsed phrases that they they are detaching from their true selves by offering that perspective. Mm. Yeah, they might get up the corporate ladder. They might get a long way. But at some point, they'll sit down and go, I'm really senior in this organisation. I have no idea who I am. That's the, th- that's the thing. It's like, wouldn't it be a shame if you just carried on through life in that way? Because there's so much else. Going back to what I said about the expanse of life, there's so much else to see. And talk about hope and possibility. There's possibility with every passing thought. Who knew that I can be holding my own, my very own book? And every time I've had a thought about who I'm going to give my 30 copies to. Immediately after that thought, I've gone, no, 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 I'm not going to give it to them because blah, 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 blah. I've given it to them anyway. Why would I put myself in the way of something that will help me become the writer that I want to be? With anything, it's like with a career or a a job in the way in which I see it. You can't ever get it wrong. Yeah, you might be fired for something or you might be... You, you getting might get getting into... it wrong is not making a mistake. No, a mistake might... is just part and parcel of life. You, you might get into an argument with somebody. You might have a difference of opinion. But Christ, if you hang around with people who've got the same opinion as you, then you're in a very small circle. You really are because uh, life is... pretty dull after a while. Life is diverse yeah. in its essence. In this whole way of life you can't get it wrong ever agreed it's impossible and yet we spend an awful lot of time trying to avoid wrongdoing let me just contextualize wrongdoing it's not okay to break the law but yeah, I mean, there's some behavioural things. Some behavioral like we things. know the difference between yeah, right and right wrong, wrong when it comes to, but, yeah. You know, we fear change as a human race, don't we? We fear failure. So we try our best not to put ourselves in situations where failure could become an option. Mm. And I get that. But what are we failing against? Yeah. We're failing against some kind of high expectation bar that we've set ourselves. Who's to say that? what we've actually achieved is actually a failure or what we haven't achieved Mm. as a failure because it's just, again, getting in the way of something that's naturally unfolding. This is obviously a cliche, and I've heard it said by many people. It's like people say, how did you manage to become so successful? Yeah, successful people, how did you manage to become so (laughs) successful? And the smart ones say things like, well, it's because I failed so much. Mm. 
there were a, a thousand failures along the way. And even when they became successful, there were other failures mixed in with the successes that made them the writer, the actor, the business person, the inventor. A, it's okay. And B, we all just accept in the same way that it's okay to feel sad things and happy things as part of the human experience. It's okay to feel failure and success. There's two things just on that whole spectrum of what life throws at you. And the more we embrace that, the more enjoyable life is because all of a sudden diversity becomes real. You experience highs, you experience lows, you experience differences of opinion. You experience the honesty of putting forward your opinion and thinking, bloody hell, that made me feel good. And yet, society at times would have you believing that our lives are laid out for us and defined and all those kinds of things, and they're just not. Success for me is, is about showing up. Yeah, agreed. And whatever, whatever that day brings, some days are tough, some days are easy. If days become samey, stop and pause and reflect because you will probably find quite quickly that it's because you are not being true to yourself and you are not thinking for yourself and you are allowing all sorts of things to get in the way when you could just let them go, let them fall by the wayside and know that you'll be all right. You'll you'll feel good sometimes when when you let go and sometimes it'll make you feel bloody awful. You will be okay. That's the thing, we'll all be okay. Yeah. I've loved this chat because of how it's moved around a lot. I've loved mm. the fact that we started in one place and it's and we've moved with it. We haven't tried to orchestrate anything because we know that whatever we say, we're going to be okay. Yeah, <laughs> we started off. I did my usual ramble bit at the beginning, <laughs> and um, no soapbox tonight. Or have you no, soapbox? No, I don't think so. There was maybe one point where I raised my voice a little bit. That's when you know soapbox is coming. The voice goes on. <laughs> you know, time flew by um, with the conversation. I do think that when we focus on the things that matter. Things like time become such an unimportant factor in what we do. And Adam Grant, the organisational psychologist guy from Wharton University in America, you know, he was talking about don't worry about where you're spending your time, but focus on what you're spending your time on. Are you working on the on your priorities? Because then if you are, like time's irrelevant because you're doing what you want to do. For me, time's irrelevant when you've got equal amounts of nothing to lose and everything to gain. That was a banger. Maybe we should end there. That's a banger, isn't it? <laughs> but you're absolutely right. Good chat, then. Yeah. We started doing this podcast. What have we got to lose? We've got everything to gain, so time's yeah. irrelevant. So, yeah, good chat. Same time, same place next week. Potentially. Potentially. We'll, we'll have to see what we Time's an illusion. Time's an illusion. Emily's coming back next week. So oh, next yeah, Sunday. She, she, might, she might join us on yeah, the podcast. Yeah, she might join us. Never know. Might join us on the podcast. Yeah, all good.
sending much love. Bye. Thank you.